Welcome to the Cowgirl Code, the podcast about how to get unshakable confidence in the face of any audacious obstacle. You're the cavalry that's going to save you. I'm your host, Lori Morgan. I'm excited to have my friend Dawn upon here. We've only known each other for like a year and a half, but it feels like we've known each other for a lot longer than that. As we've gone through a lot of stuff together, um, a lot of like insider like complaining and (laughs) sharing sharing resources and stuff like that um just girlfriend stuff and we met i think through copy legends with mac and matt bachenstedt's site which is really wonderful if you're a copywriter um and listening to this you should definitely check that out because it's got swipe files of all kinds there it's really cool so we met through there and then we both joined a mastermind group in Boise and we met in person and got to hang out and um now we're in another program together the copywriting mastery mentorship program it's a mouthful the CMMP so (laughs) we just continue hanging out from a distance so I'm so glad thank you for showing up for me I, I really do need a lot of support through this interview. <laughs> it's just like Absolutely. therapy. Awesome. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> awesome. All right. So Dawn, um, give us your background. You have such a cool story. So um, like how you got into, into copywriting, because it's, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's a unique, fun little story. I always say it's like a broken road, but love me here. I never set out to become a copywriter, let alone an entrepreneur. You know, it's it wasn't uh, in my wheelhouse at all. Um, I used to be a pastor and a nonprofit executive director. My husband and I were doing about 80,000 services a year in our community um, with us and a staff of three. Wow. So that is what I was busy doing wow. prior to uh, entering the online world. And um, the the reason that I started to even shift and think about other possibilities was I had my daughter and she was about a year and a half old. And things were changing within the organization. Uh, We weren't being treated very well. And um, I got very unhealthy as a result. And I really just wanted to be home to raise my daughter. So she had quickly become my world. And I just Googled work from home and found, you know, I went down the rabbit trail of all the all the different options that, you know, many of which are scams. (laughs) But um, I, I found digital marketing bought myself a $99 course and learned how to build funnels and run Facebook ads. And then within that, I learned a little bit of copywriting, but I still didn't even know what the word meant um, until I started running ads. I started selling things. I was like the only girl that was always on the leaderboard for that affiliate marketing <laughs> company is so gross. Awesome. That's love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just found that the writing was so easy. And I mean, I've loved writing since I was a kid. So it really was a perfect fit. Once I, I remember having this light bulb moment on a call where I was like, wait a second, do you mean I can get paid just to write the stuff? (laughs) Like, (laughs) and it was just this like, boom, suddenly, you know, it was like heaven's gates opened and there was music. And I was like, this is what I'm meant to do. And, and the wild thing is like, when I made that decision and stopped, you know, like dorking around with affiliate marketing and um, being just like the tech person building funnels or loading email service provider, like emails and stuff. um, Mm -hmm. I 10 X my income within three months. Like 
I just catapulted. I started, uh, like deemed myself a copywriter September 6th. And by the end of the year, I'd made over $30,000 with copywriting. I was like, okay, this is like, I think I found the thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's got legs. It's got legs. This is real. Like I can actually get paid for this. And, and I loved it. I freaking love copywriting. I nerd out on it. Uh, It just excites me. It's fun. I like the challenge and it's like a game. One of my mentors um, who I ended up getting certified through, he's like, you look at it as a video game and you're always trying to beat your best score. And uh, I liked that analogy. I'm like, I I never really played video games, but that's, that is how I look at funnels. I'm like, I just want to increase conversions. I want to do better and better and better for my clients and make them a ton of money. So that's that's, really cool. That's the twisted road that I became a copywriter. I ended up getting, being able to quit that abusive job. And then later I retired my husband. So he gets to be home now. We got to raise my daughter who is still the the center of my life. So yeah, it's, it's just amazing. I, every day, I am amazed at how good life can be. So it's that's, it's so cool. That is really cool. I had a, a similar story, not with the, the abusive job, but I also wanted to stay home and raise my children. And it's, it's such a great um, uh, occupation for that because it's you're perfect. Yeah. You can write when they're not, you know, when they're sleeping or if they're at school, you can go see their, their performances. You can take them to doctor's appointments and you don't have to ask for time off. So it's, and I also did not know what copywriting was when I got into it either. It's sort of, I think nowadays a lot more people know what it is, but back when I started in the early two thousands, like it was just a very elite, quiet kind of group. And now it's a little bit Mm -hmm. more out there, but it's still people, even now my parents don't know what I do. They're like, your copy what <laughs> how do you make money it doesn't make any sense no, like that, even my husband is like I have no idea what you do <laughs> <laughs> as long as we keep getting those checks it, it works yeah. out it works out exactly. really great so you know one of the things you mentioned was your mentor and I, you are one of one of the people who I know that has a lot of mentors not a lot but you invest in yourself and I've seen that and you, you are always learning and mentor mentoring. And what do you think the value is that you're getting out of mentorships? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I often say, if you want to go fast and you want to go far, hire a mentor. And I know you've hired some mentors as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we can only do so much on our own and figure it out in the online space. I mean, I, uh, I tease my husband about it now, but he literally laughed out loud when I finally told him that I started an online business. I didn't tell him at first. <laughs> um, he laughed out loud because I don't know how to turn on the TV. And he's like, um, how are you going to do that if you don't even know how to turn on the TV? So it's our little joke, but, um, That's funny. you know, I, I realized that if I wanted to, I had these huge goals, right? I wanted to free my family. I was very desperate when I first started my business. Um, and so I had massive goals I wanted to achieve. And I realized that I was kind of floundering, trying to figure it out by myself and not making the money that I wanted. And I realized there were mindset blocks that were holding me back, um, massive money issues holding me back yeah. and just the skill, like knowing not the copywriting skills per se, but knowing how to run a profitable copywriting business. 
Yeah, and, you learn it all you know, at once, right? You're like yeah, thrown in the so deep end. there's so much to learn. There's so much to learn. And so many make a lot of mistakes. You know, like one of the big mistakes is undercharging. You know, I remember uh, my very first copywriting job, I sold for $450. Right. And it was a full sales funnel from landing oh page. Yeah, landing page for a five-day challenge. Thank you, Paige the welcome sequence plus the right. daily challenge emails plus the sales page for right. the course she was selling. I mean, I did it all for $450 and uh, you're probably I, happy I, at the time. You're like, Oh, $450 from thin air. Oh yeah. I was like, this is magical and it's real. I was like, you can make money copywriting. Like this is amazing. But then I quickly realized, wow, this was a lot of work. And while I enjoy it, um, you know, my prices have greatly increased since then. I'm happy to hear that. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, Well, I even remember one, you know, we, as you build confidence, right? I mean, you would know this as a copywriter, you feel like you can charge more because you've seen client results. You feel better about your skills, especially if you have a mentor. And I remember selling a sales page. It was the most I'd ever sold anything for. It was $16,000. And I wrote the sales page in a day and then it went live the next day. And by the next morning, it had made $22,000. Yes. And yeah, I was like, I was like, this is awesome. And then I was like, dang, she got all her money back and more in less than 24 hours. I'm like, that is awesome, but I can also charge more. And so yes. that that's really where I started shifting. Um, you know, 16000 is a lot more than a lot of copywriters ever charge, um, wow. especially newer ones. So I, I was already kind of up there in the quote unquote high ticket at that point, mm-hmm. but I realized really the potential. It kind of cracked open. Okay, there's so much more possible, and and even charging that amount. You asked about mentors. I only charged that amount because I had a mentor who was like, "Double what you charged the last time," and so I doubled it. Like, and you know, hold your terrified. breath and do it. Yes, <laughs> yes, and you just kind of you know the feeling of like, okay, I'm going to say say this number, and you know be unattached and if it works out it works out but um that's key isn't it being being unattached being able to put it out there and just say hey mm-hmm. if you say no it just means there's a yes coming somewhere else so then we weren't the right fit exactly it doesn't mean anything about you personally as a copywriter or anything like that i've i've had a ton of no's over the years um and so yeah it's just learning to take everything as it comes and just believe that the right clients are going to say yes and, um, and having a mentor through all of that helps. And I have invested, right. like you said, in uh, yes. a lot of mentors, probably too many. <laughs> it, I, know. I, I didn't want to go there, but maybe because I, I, you've told me like you were in four masterminds at one time or something. I'm like, wow, that's like that a fire hose. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm not that there's not value. There's a lot of value, but it's, it's sort yeah, of, but you can't take it all in when you're in that many, it's just, it's too much time. I didn't have a, enough time to be doing the writing and doing the implementation of everything I was reading. So and being with your family, um, right? Like that was the whole point. Yeah. Which I was, I would only, you know, attend things during my daughter was in school at that point. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, I'm still very strict about nine to three. 
Um, right. and I don't go beyond those like very, very occasionally will I ever do something outside of that time when she's at school. So um, I was still able to have that schedule that I wanted, um, right. but I didn't have a lot of time to do client acquisition or client delivery because I was on Zoom so much all the time. <laughs> um, but I mean, there are things like that I learned that I'm still implementing now. Um from all of the different, so it can be very beneficial. I just wouldn't do sure. it all at one time. Like always have a mentor. Yeah, I'm, always. I'm a firm believer in always having a mentor, whether you're a business owner or not. I think coaching is invaluable. And I've, yeah. you know, I've been working, I guess, on myself, quote unquote, or doing the inner work since I was a kid, you know, going to therapy. Right. Um, so <laughs> It's just, it's different then as an adult and then as a business owner, because you also have business goals and things, but the inner work is really key. So, um, you know, not only having somebody in the business who understands business and can help you with strategy, that's great. But, um, you know, it's like they say, um, entrepreneurship is personal development on steroids. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. You're learning and growing so much. I... And I'm, I'm a geek. Like I'm, I'm the kind of person that just, I love learning. I'm a course junkie. It's, it's, it's right. a strength and a weakness, right? Because I've done so many courses, but a lot of that has because, is because I'm so interested. I'm like, well, I want to, you know, master my money mindset and I want to master right. different parts of personal development um, and manifestation and uh, we talked a little bit about the woo and all of that kind of stuff. Right. I just, I love it. And that brings me joy. It's one of my highest values. Family is my top value than helping others. And then my third is learning. So for me, it's, it's also something that I knew always needed to be a part, maybe not as much as I've allowed it to be <laughs> at given times, but um, I've reduced all this year. I'm, I'm only in the CMMP, which isn't even calls. Um, right. I'm not in any groups that require regular calls right now. I just have a one-on-one coach. So I have right. narrowed it down to take a year of just, you know, really focusing on the inner work and the implementation of everything I've learned. But um, hands down, any time you can hire a mentor, it's, it's priceless. It really is. And I think it's exciting to have different points of views, you know, speaking to you, joining several different masterminds at once. It's, it's like, you know, it's just a different slant that you wouldn't get from someone else. And so, you know, even if it's a fire hose, you're going to pick things up from each one of the the, um, groups. It's true. It's true. And, and there's, there's positive and negative to that. Yes. I got a yeah. variety at times. It was like, they were in opposition, not that they knew it, but I was hearing different yeah, things from I different people. And that's where it can get confusing when you have too many voices that you're kitchen. listening yes. to. Yes, yeah. Cooks in the kitchen. Um, but you know, I think overall, I, I was able to glean the nuggets from each one and, um, I've just learned, I've learned so much and I've grown so much. And so I'm, I'm grateful. That's yeah. Excellent. Well, so this whole podcast series, the whole intent is to be talking about like how to overcome obstacles because it's not always smooth sailing in entrepreneurship. And, you know, we'd look at people's what? highlight. I know. So we'll see people's highlight reels and go like, Oh, I am not worthy. She's so amazing. Or he's, he's done so much, but there's, there's always, you know, the, the peaks and valleys and stuff. But 
and the the peaks are easy usually they they have their downside too but in general just when you have a challenge um i want to talk about like getting how you get through it how do you stay tough-minded and focused and what pulls you through and and, and i want an example we've already talked about you have so many i know but but um it doesn't yeah. have to be business either it can be reagan's birth or, or anything that that feels right to share right now oh i love this question I, I love, I love brought up her birth because it's actually connected. I think we're holistic beings, right? Our, our business is, you know, just as much part of like who we are as our spiritual, emotional, physical, like we're all one holistic being. So, um, you know, and you know that I love the woo. I love the mindset. And that is really where I focus and where I help other people as well. And where I've seen the most, most growth um, in my own life and being able to have courage and confidence to keep going in the hard times. You know, when um, I started Googling work from home, like I was very depressed. I was having panic attacks looking when I would go to visit daycares and stuff because they were demanding that I put Reagan in childcare and I just, I couldn't do it. Like I literally was having panic attacks. Wow. And, when I tried to go to the organizational leadership to get help, they just laughed at me and mocked me and said, parents don't stay home with their kids anymore. And it's like, they just wow. didn't know what to do with me. And, um, <laughs> and that was okay. You know, I mean, it, it hurt immensely at the sure. time. And that was, you know, I refer to it as like my incredible Hulk moment of like, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to figure this out, right? Like they, they woke up the sleeping giant within yeah. me. And um, it was a few weeks later when I was, um, you know, crying outside my daughter's doors. She was, I was trying to get to her to go to sleep because she was crying because of all the changes and everything. And oh. um, I remember just being like, no one's coming to save me, right? right? We have this whole like Prince Charming idea Yes. as women, especially. And I was like, no, one's coming to save me. Like if I'm going to change my life, I have to do it. And that realization, the realization that we create our reality, um, shifted everything for me. Wow. I started rewriting my story. I, I got grateful for those people who treated me so poorly. I decided everything was for me and not to me. So, so many people are stuck in victimhood. Um, personal life, business life, whatever. It's like we are, our society has really become uh, victims, I think. And uh -huh. I shifted out of that and decided that everything was for my good. So having mm -hmm. tools like that, affirmation saying, you know, things are always working out for me. Things are always working out for me. Everything always is for my highest good in divine timing. That, right. that one phrase I used to say like thousands of times a day when I was still in that abusive work situation and trying to free my family um, is my husband worked with me and it was like a whole thing. Uh, so that I would say um, the, that phrase to myself all day long through tears. I would scream it in my car driving down I-5. That's a great uh, phrase. Know. That's great. Yep. I, I'm going to write that down. Everything always happens for my highest good in divine timing. And what it does is, here's the thing. Um, most people want peace in life. Like I've 
one of, I'll never forget one of the masterminds I was at. Most of the women there were making seven figures. One, and we were at a, this live event and she said, you know, three weeks ago, I almost killed myself. Because oh my goodness. I was so depressed and, and she's making six figures a month and she has a two-year-old little kid and, um, you know, on the outside, everything looks you know, right. great. And she's like, I just really want to feel peace. And, and over and over that weekend, these high achieving, high money earning women kept saying, you know, I'm, I'm still not happy because I just want peace. And the thing about this phrase everything always happens for my highest good and divine timing is that I found it gave me peace about the past because I could let things go and just say, okay, that was for my highest good. It gave me peace in the present because I could just be like, okay, my circumstances look really terrible. They feel really terrible right now, but I'm going to trust that there's a future that's going to be more peaceful. But um, that ability to feel peace in the moment, I think is really key to achieving what we want. The reason most people don't ever get what they want is because they live in scarcity. They live with that desire that like, I want more money. I want more peace. I want blah, 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 blah. But they're always living in wanting, right? In that uh-huh. state of want, which means then that they're not going to get it. They're always going to be chasing you're it. In lack, and, you're in lack then. Yeah. Instead of deciding, okay, I'm abundant now. I'm peaceful now. I have joy now and feeling those feelings. Um, you know, I think emotions are that currency. The, I agree with you. And it's, it's sort of like, you know, it's not Pollyanna to go like, Oh, I, I have everything I've ever wanted. You can still want other things, but be grateful for what you have right in the moment and really cherish the things that you have your health like a, a really cushy bed, you know, a beautiful home or, mm-hmm. or the, the love that's in your life. And once you start really letting that fill up your heart, I believe, like you said, like emotion starts to take over and the energy in motion, it just sort of, it starts attracting more of the good stuff. Yep. You nailed it. Gratitude. The more you can be grateful, Right. The more you'll have to be grateful for. Yes, I know. Exactly. Exactly. And it's funny that you mentioned like the, the cavalry isn't going to save you because that's one of the taglines of this podcast is that you are the oh, cavalry that. that's going to save you because it's true. It's And like I'm of a certain age at these these days. And it's like, you know, I we live in the middle of nowhere. If something goes wrong. Or there, there's, you know, you're going to duct tape your cut or something. You're not going to jet off to the hospital for most things. You're just going to handle stuff. And that happens. Um, it has to happen a lot of times. And it makes, it does make you feel more empowered and stronger and able to, to handle other things that come your way too. But let's talk about the birth of your daughter, because I, I am in awe of you. I have two children and I would never do what you did. So please share. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, yes. And it does, again, relate to business. But um, the so for my daughter, that was one of the big uh, times of courage for me. Originally, I was scared. I'm so scared of getting pregnant and having a baby because it just, you oh. know, you see, like you hear horror stories of how painful it is, right? Yeah, so right. I was like, I was so terrified of the pain. Um, so I ended up hiring a doula, um, which, you know, little did I know at that point, this was long before my entrepreneurship, but that's a coach, right? I mean, a doula right. is just a birth coach. 
So I was already set up for hiring many coaches as an entrepreneur <laughs> yes. um, because I did invest, you know, that's not something insurance covers, but um, I say this and my husband says this as well. He's like, hands down, best investment doula. Like every pregnant wow. lady he sees is like, get yourself a doula. It's so wow. funny because he is so sold on how amazing it was for me to have that support. And um, yeah, I read a lot of books, the learner that I am um, <laughs> to just prepare myself for birth because I wanted to have her naturally. I was actually more terrified of the epidural than I was of oh, the birth process. So right. I was very, very set against any medication or interventions for pain. Um, I wanted to have her naturally. So, which I was able to do. And again, I think it was because wow. I just decided. It's like, I decided, this was before I even knew what the word manifestation went. This was before my whole rude journey, but I swear I manifested her. I mean, I, I decided number one, that I was going to get pregnant. I was pregnant within a month. Um, and nice. I, yeah, it was, it was real quick. We were just talking about it this weekend with mother's day. Cause it was like mother's day eight years right. ago. Where I was like, this is the last mother's day that, um, I'm going to spend not being a mom. I was a stepmom at that point. Um, right. and within a month I was pregnant. So wow. literally like the next time I ovulated, I got oh pregnant, gosh. but, um, and then, you know, she was, do on leap day and I have oh, wow. her on leap day, which is very <laughs> rare for yes. a first child. <gasps> wow. Um, so it's again, it, like I look back now and I'm like, oh my gosh, it was my mindset. Like I created my reality. I chose, like I wanted her, I wanted her to be a girl. Um, and she was a girl. I had her exactly on my due date on a total planner. My dad even teases me. He's like, you just like manifested it into being because you can't handle like not having things all planned out. <laughs> um, and but I also like, I did the learning, the research I needed. I hired the doulas that I had the support. I don't know that I would have been able to do it without her. Like it was, it was so nice to have somebody just talking through, although she was a complete stranger. My doula's son got strep the weekend that I <gasps> was due. Oh, wow. And so she had a 48 hour like she was not able to enter hospitals or anything right. because she could have been, um, you know, she could have Contagious. had stuff too. And so, yes. So I actually had the backup doula. I was like sitting in the bathtub at the hospital and I remember being like, hi, I'm Dawn. <laughs> we're going to have a baby. My contractions. <laughs> yep. Right. And we're like getting to know each other as I'm about to give birth. And um, yeah, again, like our mindset's, are so powerful. And yeah. because I had decided that I was going to have her and I, and she was going to be healthy and I was going to do it without painkillers, you know, um, we went into the hospital, it was like six hours from when we checked in, which even my OB was like, Oh, you're not due. Like, it's not time yet. You weren't dilated <laughs> enough. She's like, just come in at 10 when our, cause we had weekly appointments by that point. And I was like, yeah. like two the week before. So they didn't even believe me. And I was like, I think I need to come in, <laughs> but you don't know when it's your first. And, um, you but yeah, having, having the doula there to support and just, it's like when we decide things, we can make it happen. It's that decision. So most people, and I talk a lot about faith and manifestation. And 
most people, what happens is like, they're like, I think I want this or I want this. Or they say, you know, I could have decided that I wanted to have her naturally. And then in the interim, where faith comes in, where things are dark, maybe the world is not looking like it's in our, our favor and it looks the exact opposite of what we want. And we're like, what the F, you know, like, why is this not working out for me? Why don't I have clients? Why am I not making the money I want? Like, whatever your situation is, it looks bleak. It doesn't mm. look like the end result. And most people give up in that time period, but things don't happen automatically. I mean, think about pregnancy, it's nine months. Yeah. Right. Thank God, right? <laughs> oh God, yes. <laughs> Thank God we have the time to prepare. But you know, it's like you need that time. And that time is when you have faith. You have faith that everything is working out. And, and pregnancy, again, is a great example because that baby is growing and doing all the things that he or she needs to do in that time to be healthy enough to come into the world. Or, you know, we use the example of, you know, ordering something at a restaurant. And then while you're waiting for it, you're not like, Oh my gosh, did they get my order right? Are they going to bring me <laughs> spaghetti instead of a hamburger? Like what's going to happen? Like you don't, you just sit there, you have conversation and then you expect that whatever you ordered is going to arrive exactly how you ordered it, you know, no mayo, extra cheese or whatever. You <laughs> yes. Wanted, right. right. And that's, but when we look at life, you know, the things having to do with our businesses or, you know, getting a house or whatever your goals are, we often give up in the quote unquote darkness, those hard yeah. times where it doesn't look like it's going to work out, but faith is truly still believing, still acting as if it's already done, if it's, it's already been decided, right? Um, the whole time until you actually see that baby being born, whether that baby yes. is literal or figurative. Um, it, you know, it's, it is it's such a, a good analogy. I was just going to say that it actually is a really great parallel for entrepreneurship or for businesses in general, for life in general, just like the, yeah. well, the, the patience and the, the expecting. Yeah. And see, most people, I think the problem is they just like wish or hope for a successful business or the six figure or seven figure business rather than believing that's, that it's already done. Yeah. Right? Like once, once you're pregnant, you're either pregnant or you're not. Yes. You're not like, <laughs> you're not like wishy-washy. Is this going to work out? Like you pretty much are like, okay, a baby is coming. I better <laughs> prepare and, you know, start buying things and get ready. And, you know, obviously there are some tragic circumstances where it doesn't work out, but um, for a lot, a lot of times, like if we just use the basic analogy that baby is coming. And so, but you're believing the whole time that right. it is done. You've just decided it's done. And most people don't decide and stick to the faith of whatever goal they have, whether it's a business goal or getting married or whatever goal it is, they like lose steam when it's dark instead of having to yeah. know that it's already done. The sunrise, that's another great analogy. We don't that is stress a good one. at night thinking that the sun isn't going to rise in the morning. You don't go to sleep being like, oh my gosh, is the sun going to rise tomorrow? Ex right? Yeah. You just expect it. That's that's really true. That's This is really good for me too. I needed a little jolt of woo-woo because it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's universal laws, but sometimes it's easy to forget them. And um, it's so easy. That's why, you know, we have to, they actually say scientifically, your brain needs every two to three hours to be reminded. 
crazy. That's crazy. That makes sense though. Is this the kind of stuff you talk about with your mentees when people come to you as for mentorship? Yeah, in yep. your programs. Most of it is the mindset because our right. subconscious mind controls 96% of what we do. And your yeah. subconscious mind was formed from the ages of zero to seven. So for most of us, what that means is that a little kid is running our life and our business. And <laughs> yeah. um, not really, not really the do. best thing. So, <laughs> you know, and we we keep thinking that something's gonna change, but we're not actually changing ourselves and rewiring the subconscious mind to actually have change. That's why so often year after year after year, people set goals and they don't meet them because they haven't done that deep inner work, the rewiring of their subconscious mind, the rewiring of their beliefs of changing. One of the things that so many of my clients that I work with say is like, oh my gosh, I never realized how negative my mindset was. Like I thought I had a good mindset and I even had one gal on the sales call. She was like, Oh, I just need your strategy. I don't, I don't need the mindset stuff at all. And within like two weeks, she was like laughing. She's like, I can't believe I said that to you because she's like, I am a hot mess. (laughs) And, um, and, And we just laughed about it so often because she just didn't realize we, so we just don't see it. We are, again, your subconscious mind is controlling most of what you do and what you think day in and day out, and you're not even aware of it. And yet it is having a huge impact on your success and your ability to reach those goals that you want. And then we just get frustrated because we're like, why isn't it why working? Why isn't it working? <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, how mm-hmm. do people find out more about like how to work with you um, or how to, are you still writing copy? Are you mostly mentoring? I know you're an author of a, of a book on at least one on Amazon. It's not more. Yes. We'll put that in the I show am. notes. <laughs> yeah. I'd love for you to check that out. It's called I retired him. And, um, so that's my book. And then I play the most on Instagram. So on Instagram at dawn.copyqueen uh, is where I share a lot of my content and I still do both. I, still really love writing for clients. I'm just super selective in who I write for at this point. And then I love mentoring copywriters as well. I am so passionate about this job because it has, well, if you want to call it a job, I just (laughs) think it's fun, but uh, it's not a job to me, but like it literally has changed my life and changed the trajectory of my child, my marriage, everything. It has absolutely transformed my life. So I get so excited helping other people make it profitable. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people try, like you were saying, you, you started way back in the day when it wasn't very common. Now it's very common, but I think there's hundreds and thousands of copywriters that are just really struggling because they haven't quite figured out how to make it work. You know, they're not quite making one or $2,000 a month versus, you know, being able to make Twenty or thirty thousand dollars a month, and provide an income for their family, and be able to have the life and the lifestyle that they want. Um, Especially for women, as the cowgirl code, you know, eighty percent of women never make more than fifty k a year in their business. And while we own, as women, we own forty percent of the businesses, we generate four percent of the revenue. Wow, those are some scary stats. But that's crazy. It is crazy. I'm I'm super passionate about helping, especially women, although I do help guys too. Um, Same here. Same. Especially women. Yes, we have that in common. It's like 
I, I just love for people to be successful and to be able to create the life that they want. And so I'm, I'm here for that. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram. If you've listened to this and enjoyed awesome. it, I'd love to hear your biggest takeaway. Very cool. And we'll definitely have all that listed in the show notes. And is there a website? You, I know I'm on your email list, so I know you have email as well. Your website <laughs> is? Yep, my website is just doneupone.com. Lots of people have okay. trouble spelling it. So it's, just go to Instagram and that is where, that's where all the action all is. All the magic happens at Instagram. Yeah. That sounds good. Right. Don, thank you so much for taking time to, to talk with me. It was really fun. It's just great to catch up as well. You have a lot of incredibly invaluable tips to share. So thank you. Thank you. It's been an honor to be on today. So that's it for this episode of The Cowgirl Code with Lori Morgan. Please like, subscribe, comment, wherever it is that you're listening, and I'll see you next time.